0: You are listening to Compassion Church Dixon Podcast. Come on, are you thankful for freedom today? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to try to be quick today. I, I said I'm going to try. I'm probably not going to be, but I'm going to try to be quick today. Here you go. Let's turn that around Look a little bit better. Um, man, it's good to be back in the pulpit. Come on, church. Are we ready? Come on, ready for what God has to say today. Start a brand new series called God Lies. Come on. Have you ever looked at the scripture and said, Man, I don't even know. I don't even know if that's true because I've been praying about that for years and that never really worked out for me. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. I know I've looked at scripture sometime. Yep. Thank you again. See, it only takes, oh, thank you again. All right. Everybody's saying they have, right? Because sometimes we just go through life and we're like, man, I, I, I know that preacher gets up there and he preaches that message and he says those types of things, but I've just never seen that come to fruition in my personal life. Well, I wanna tell you, God is not a liar, right? And we're going to debunk some of those things. If you'll look at some of this, uh, some is, if he'll see you to it, he'll see you through it. Come on, somebody, right? Yeah, two of y'all clapped on that, right? Uh, If God closes a door, he'll open a window. Hallelujah. (laughs) The truth is, sometimes God just closes a door. Right? Right? Well, where's my window? I don't know. Wait on it. But the door is closed. You know what I'm saying? He's got you where he wants you. But today, uh, just because I am a little short on time, uh, we do have some activities and stuff. I'm not going to rush the word of God. I've got a word uh, for us today. But uh, you don't have to turn here. But I want you to go with me on the screen. And then we're going to go to Genesis chapter 3 in a minute. But Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, is going to be like the core verse all throughout this series. And we're really going to break this down, and here's what it says. It says, God is not man. God is not man that he should what? That he should lie. Or a son of man that he should change his mind. Sometimes we look at God and go, God, did you change your mind on me? Because I just feel like that I'm in this deep, dark place, and I don't know where to go, and I don't know where to turn. Look, he's not a man that he should lie. If God has given you a word, you need to stand upon your word no matter what man has told you or what situation you are in. You've got to stand upon the word of God that he's given to you. Y'all with me? Okay, I, I can tell that I'm going to have to warm y'all up a little bit today has he said and will he not do it? Jesus never speaks and then doesn't follow through. See, we look at an earthly father and we hear our earthly father give us promises and different things like that. And our earthly father may not have followed through the way that we wish he would have followed through. So we paint a picture of our heavenly father to look like our earthly father when the truth is he's nothing like him. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not said and will not do it or has he spoken, the word says, and will he not fulfill it? And in other words, if Jesus spoke to you, you've got to know that it is going to come to fruition. He who has begun a good work in you shall complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we have to get into us. So that's a base text for the series. So because of that base text, now let's go to Genesis chapter three. This is where if you have your physical Bibles, we're gonna go on a roller coaster ride. I'm gonna talk really fast and you're gonna have to keep up. Are y'all ready for that? Okay, here we go. Genesis chapter three, verses one through three. This is, this is gonna go back to what the title of my sermon is. The title of my sermon is, did God really say? Did God really say? Which means when the serpent is looking at Eve and and asking a question, did God really say? He's really saying this, I know God spoke, but is God a liar? I know what he said, I know what he said not to touch, but did God really say? And we're going to break that down, okay? The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, the serpent asked the woman, did God really say, say that with me. Did God really say say, you must not eat of the fruit from any of the trees, which is this contradictive word that the enemy is shooting into the believer at this point. You better watch it when you get around people that start sowing words into you that contradicts the word of God. Y'all with me? Okay, here we go. Uh, In the garden. Verse two, this is Eve. Actually, I don't even think she's named at this point. I think she's named after this text. Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's the tree, right? That we are not allowed to eat. And then here she, here's what she says. I'm not gonna dig into this, but this is actually not what God said, but she said God said this. God said you must not eat it. Is that true? alright yes it is yes it is See, trick question you must not eat it and then she goes on to or even touch it the truth is Eve wasn't even around when God said that so that word uh, it was almost like uh, Adam was already putting some little stuff in like look I already know how you're gonna be you don't even need to eat the tri- matter of fact don't you touch it right so God said don't touch it but anyway that, that's another sermon because God really never said that if you go back and read. If you do, listen, you will die. And he said that. If you do, you will die. And here's the picture I wanna paint. Adam and Eve walked side by side with God in the cool of the garden, could you imagine? I mean, come on, stood beside him as he began to point out all of the blessings. Look at this, oh, look at this. Look at what I've created for you over here. And then he goes and he points and he goes, but do you see that tree setting right over there? That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I don't want you to eat of that tree. That tree has fruit on it. Now, I think that Adam and Eve were a lot like, which at this point was Adam. I think, I think he's a lot like us. Don't tell me not to do something. Any, any of you got kids? Anybody got kids? See, None of my kids are with me today, but here's what I have used on my kids many times. It's called reverse psychology, which means if I tell my kids, hey, look, if that's what you want to do, go and do it. They're more apt not to do it. But if I tell my kids, don't you touch that. Hey boy, don't you touch that. We've really got into this with River five years old. It's almost like when we turn our heads, he's trying to figure out why would daddy not want me to touch that? What does that feel like? Why would daddy not want me to eat that? I I wonder, do you get the picture that I'm painting? So a lot of times what we do is we go and we do polar opposite of what the word tells us or what the Lord tells us because someone else is telling us it's okay to do it. And that's what we see here in the scripture. So, so, so let's, let's go on just really quick because the enemy comes in and he says, did God really say? See, the enemy will always challenge your limitations. Y'all with me? Do you know the greatest scripture that you, sh- that, that, that you disobey or maybe um, the, the greatest scripture that you question, the ones that you question are the ones that you struggle with. So maybe, maybe, just maybe Eve's back here and she's struggling, did God, okay, did God really say, well, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a good question because honestly, Eve didn't hear God say that. So wow, did God really say that you shouldn't eat of any, do you see the deceptive, any of the trees in the garden? The enemy will always challenge your limitations when you set limits on your life. Where's my brother, when you set limits on your life, God will always challenge those limits. I'm sorry, the enemy will always challenge those limits. Are y'all with me? He'll always push you to the limit. Well, I'm trying to be pure in my relationship, really? Don't you put yourself in a situation, because if you put yourself in that situation, the enemy will sit on your shoulder, figuratively speaking, and start looking at you going, did God really say, are you sure this is okay? That's theology from hundreds of years back. That's not theology today. Culture says that's okay. You ought to just go ahead and do it. Come on, man. Go ahead and do it. Y'all with me? First Peter chapter 5 verse 8, stay alert. Look at your neighbor right now and say, stay alert, stay alert, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Isn't that what it says? You better watch out for your great enemy. I love that the enemy or or the Bible highlights that this is not some weak enemy. He is weaker than us because greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world, right? But this is a powerful force that we are dealing with, and you better stay alert Because the serpent is coming and he is going to whisper in your ear and cause you to doubt the things of God Are y'all with me? Watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour That's his job. He's going around. He's trying to devour each and every one of us The enemy has one play you want to know what it is to get in your mind Did God really say? Come on, is is the Bible really true, or is there some of that stuff that is man-made and made up? I mean, does God really say that about me? It's deception, it's manipulation, it is confusion at its finest. His goal, to get us as far from God as possible. If I can just get Joanne as far from God as possible, I've won, and let me tell you, you can be in church and be, be far from God, amen? You can be in church and feel like you are so close to God because of what you feel in the atmosphere. But the enemy's whispering outside of church and you're flowing and following the ways of the world. If he can get you to doubt God's word, he can get you to believe in his. And that's what you want. That's what he wants for your life. He wants you to start believing his word. Go on to Genesis chapter 3, 4 and 6. Here's what the enemy says. He says, You won't die. Hold on a minute. So you're saying God lies? You, you, won't, you won't die? God's not a man that he should lie. Even from the very beginning, God's not a man that he should lie. And now the enemy is saying, hold on a minute, you won't die, the serpent said to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. Wow, go to verse 6. This is where it got me. I'm studying this and I'm like, dang it. This is how it is. This is what happens to us. The woman was convinced. And all the men said, yeah, that's right, nothing. You better hush your mouth right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? The woman was convinced. She saw, listen to what the Bible says. She saw that the tree was beautiful. I'm going to go somewhere with this. And its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. So quit knocking women. The man right there was sitting right by her and seeing everything full full played out in front of his face. He's sitting right there. Four things. She looked, I hope I can get this where the cameras can get it. Huh, she looked. See, this is a progression of sin in our life. This is the progression of sin, four four steps. You look, she wanted. So now, because you, you ever heard the terminology, you can look, but you just can't touch. Anybody? Come on. You can look. Some of you are like, yeah, I have sure enough. You better believe it, preacher. <laughs> I'm telling you, you keep looking, you're gonna touch. If you keep looking, you will touch. And sometimes sin is so enticing to us. It looks so good. The Bible says it looked delicious. You ever, you ever got a plate at a restaurant and it looked delicious, but you ate a bite and it was bland? That's sin. It's deceptive. She looked, but then after she looked, it progressed something. Her heart started beating a little bit faster. Woo-wee, that fruit looking good. She wanted See, there's this progression. She looked, she wanted, and then she took. Hmm. See, let me talk about she took for a minute. Some of you need to drop what's in your hand because you haven't fallen yet. She could have got to this point and looked after looking and wanting. She took it into her hand she could have got this and then said Teffel, you a lie and took the very thing that the enemy was trying to get her to be deceived on and beat the crap out of him you know what i'm saying that's what could have happened i probably shouldn't say that in church but i mean that's just who i am hallelujah right but she took see some of you you have taken but you haven't eaten yet Because the next step she did, she looked, she wanted, she took, but she took the final step, she ate she took a bite out of it you want to know the result of her eating this the whole world changed you want to know the result of you eating the very thing that you're saying well I don't know if I don't know if God's Word really says that so I'm gonna go ahead and do this because I want to follow my own selfish desires when you do that guess what happens your whole world changes And then you start asking yourself a question. You're looking in the mirror six months down the road going, how did I get here? I'm shacking up. I'm gossiping. Come on, somebody. I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing, hanging around people. I shouldn't be hanging around talking about things that I shouldn't be talking about, looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. I'll tell you how you got there. Did God really say? Come on. Did God really say? See, here's what we must understand, church. Our sin doesn't just affect us. Your sin doesn't just affect us. You remember the Father's Day sermon a couple weeks ago? Do y'all remember that sermon where it talks about that God visits the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation, to those who hate him? Our sin doesn't just affect us. Well, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. Listen, we're still dealing with the bite. Thousands of years ago. We are still dealing with it. We are having to suffer the consequence of sin now That's why there was a perfect savior that was sent to the earth So now we have this communion with him and we're now free because of his sacrifice My word to you is don't let your guard down. Genesis chapter three, verse seven, it says at that moment when she ate and she handed it to him and he ate, the Bible says at that moment their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. This is what sin does in our lives. There's different effects. The first is shame. They hid from God. Here they are and they're hiding from God. The next is guilt. God called upon them and said, Where are you? You think God didn't know where they were? (laughs) See, sometimes God is calling upon his church and he's saying, Where are you? Where are you? Oh, you've bought into the lies of the enemy and you've hid. You know, Adam turns back and he says, well, I heard you in the garden and I, I was afraid because we were ne- naked and I hid. Who, who told, who, hold on a minute. Who told you you were naked? Who, who did that? Oh, did you eat of the tree? That was the conversation that went down. See, when you choose to separate yourself from the truth and go your own way, you push your, yourself away from God. And sometimes we blame others. Sometimes we blame the church. Sometimes we blame our prayer partners. Sometimes we blame all the other people. There's no one to blame but ourselves. You can't even blame the devil. You shouldn't have listened to him. But here's the cool thing. Kenzie, come on out. I'm almost done. But here's the cool thing. This is, this is what I love about Genesis chapter 3, and I think this is a good foundational sermon to start this series out. God still showed up. That's the cool thing. God still showed up. When man fell, God still showed up. Have you ever failed before? And the people that you thought was going to show up didn't show up? God will always show up. And not only did he show up, God was searching. Come on church. He was searching see some of us we have we, we've looked and we've taken and, and we've bit and here we are in the midst of the craziest sin and now the enemy is just just wearing us out with condemnation and all of those types of things and we don't know which way to turn and we don't know if God still loves us that's a lie from the devil The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Not one thing is going to separate us from the love of God. None of your sin can separate you from the love of God. I know this message sounds a little simple, but maybe we need a simple message to get the understanding that God is for us and he loves us. He's still showing up for us. God showed up this morning for some of you. God is here today Jesus is walking these aisles today searching for you asking hey where are you and when he sees you he goes what you got on fig leaves I tell you what you need go back and read the Bible it was the first animal sacrifice of blood and the Bible says that he made tunics of skin And he put it on them tunics of skin which meant I will cover you and hide your shame I will hide your guilt I will cover all of that and he did it all through a blood sacrifice first time we see a sacrifice in the Bible Adam and Eve but then this is where we get this is a misconception of God okay good now I don't have to suffer the consequence of that sin. Oh no, yeah you do. Uh, I'm gonna get some angels, and I'm gonna put them by the gate of the garden and you can't come back into the garden, but here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna work and then oh, you, you're, you're gonna suffer pain and childbearing and this is what happens when you allow things to come into your life that shouldn't be in your life. And some of us were suffering the consequence of our sin. Now, does God help us through those conf- con- uh, you know, consequences? Does he allow peace to come when we shouldn't have peace, but we're going before our parole uh, you know, officer? Are y'all with me? Yeah. Right? Yeah, he does. But sometimes we still have to walk that thing out. Why do we have to walk it out? Because, man, there's consequences of our sin. There's things that we have to go through. And we see that all the way back in the very beginning. And some people go, well, that's Old Testament. That's really not New Testament stuff. God's grace will cover us, man. God's grace is there for you. He graces you. But I want to tell you, I've seen some people that sold out for Jesus, and they just did some bad stuff, but they still had to go serve five years. They had to. Now, here's the truth. In serving those five years, they got out early. There was favor within the jail. I mean, it was crazy. I've seen all of those stories. So God is going to be in the middle of the whole thing, but we can can solve our own problem by never taking and never eating. Amen? I want to pray with you today, if you would. Bow your heads. Father, this word that you have given me, I feel is for many people, because I sense that the culture that we live in today, even down to this past week just being around some lost people and hearing what they think of the church, I believe that the enemy is full force with deception setting and crying with or crying for people this week to come to the knowledge of who you are Jesus because of deceptive acts of the enemy the church the big C church has been stained because the enemy is looking out upon us and saying did God really say I get that scripture but did God really say I know he's preaching that but did God really say I know they're praying that but did God really say I know that other people are getting healed but did God really say I know some people are getting delivered from an addiction but did God really say I understand that he's doing it for them but did God really say and devil I'm coming after you full force right now you have no place over this people you have no place over the believer you shall flee in the name of Jesus God greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us we are the head and not the tail we're above all beneath none we are your children so I pray today over your children and I pray peace and I pray prosperity and I pray that your will will be done in each and every one of us but maybe there are people watching online or maybe there's some people in this room today and you're sitting there and you're going whoa 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 whoa. hold on just a second I have ate of the fruit in my life. I'm hiding from God. I don't know how to get back. I'll tell you how. Through the confession of your sin. Through calling upon the name of the Lord. I don't know if you're in this room or not. I'm not sure. But if you are, if it's for one. God had this message prepared for one. And if that's you today and you need to turn some things over to God and you're tired of living in condemnation and living in guilt, living in shame, or maybe you're just tired of living in sin and you need to give some things over to God. Nobody's looking around, but you slip up your hand. Come on, without hesitation, slip up your hand right now. Right now, if that's you. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? That's me. That's me thank you anybody else let me pray for you today father you see each and every hand that's raised you see every person that's online God I know you have a perfect plan for each and every one of us so today God we're not coming into this moment doubting anything we understand that you're not a man that you should lie if you speak it you're gonna do it so father one of the things that you spoke as you spoke that your son was gonna come and be a living sacrifice and die on a cross and as we ask for forgiveness of our sins he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and that's what these people are doing today say this prayer with me if you raised your hand say Jesus I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for forgiveness of my sin become the Lord of my life rule and reign in my life allow your will To be done in my life. And from this moment on, I surrender my all. I give you everything. You have complete control. Thank you for saving my soul and forgiving my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap today. Come on, church. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about Compassion Church Dixon, go to our website, compassiondixon.church. If you would like to become a monthly financial partner, go to our website and click give. Join us on Sundays in person or online and be sure to follow us on social media. Also, be sure to share this episode with someone or online and tag us. Until next time.